Hey friends, today you're gonna hear from my wonderful friend, Lindsay, but I'm gonna give you a bit of a heads up and a bit of a trigger warning. We're gonna be really digging into some topics around mental health, and this is probably the kind of conversation that you're gonna wanna pop your earbuds in for and not have on in the car while your kid's around. But that being said, I just wanna say a massive thank you to Lindsay for coming on and being brave enough to share her story with you. And I know her motivation is to inform you, to share her experience with you in the hope that if you find yourself going through a similar process, that it's going to give you some knowledge and potentially is going to change the path, the trajectory of where your journey takes you. Knowledge really is power. And whilst this podcast is never intended to replace the advice of a medical professional, hearing and learning uh, from other women really is important. And the biggest thank you that you could give to my friend Lindsay is to actually share this podcast with the women around you. Maybe it's your sister or your friend or your colleagues at work. The more women around us that have this information and the more men that hear this information as well, the more helpful that is going to be. So please take a moment, share this in your social media, send it to a friend. And if you want to reach out and say thank you to Lindsay for sharing her story, please send me an email. My email is in the show notes and I will pass that on to her. Okay, all that being said, now is the time to pop your earbuds in, go and grab your cup of hot tea, get comfy, because we're going to dig into today's conversation. Hey friend, welcome to the Fit Productive Mom podcast. I'm your host, SJ. I'm an outspoken women's health advocate, productivity guru, daughter of the king and a 40-something mum to a sassy independent daughter. If you feel stressed out, overwhelmed and hate what you see in the mirror, then that stops right here. I'm here to arm you with the knowledge you need to better understand your mind and body so that you can live a life free of diets, fitness fads and comparison. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, to reconnect with your body and be a present productive parent, then this is the podcast for you. Grab that superfood smoothie and let's dig in. Well, I have got a very special episode for my lovely listeners today. And I have brought on a very, very dear friend of mine. We were just chatting before we started and hit press and before I press record about how the fact that we've been friends for a really, really long time over 10 years now and I remember how how young your children were when we first got to know each other but Lindsay I just want to welcome you to the show we're going to be digging into we're going to be talking about menopause today I've spoken briefly about perimenopause and some of the perimenopause like physical symptoms we're going to be talking about some of the other symptoms when it comes to menopause. But before we get started, maybe you'd like to share a little bit about you, who you are, what you like to do, your background, perhaps. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me today. My name's Lindsay. I'm 45. I am a mother of two boys, now aged nearly 13 and 12, which we were saying, you remember when they were teeny tiny little preschoolers. I'm ex-military, so I came from a Navy background and 
medical, used to work in operating theatres. I'm married to Kieran, who we've been married 15 years and he's a GP. My sort of career background, apart from medical, I've worked in special needs, a little bit in schools and things like that. So a busy mum with two boys and they're quite close in age, aren't they? Your two boys as well. So so... Yeah, 13 months. Yeah, I was always amazed with how you just kind of like, it was like, right, I've done one, gonna have yeah. the next one. <laughs> let, let me, <laughs> yeah. on. And Lindsay was always super supportive to me. So when I had Chloe and I, I actually struggled a bit with postnatal depression and Lindsay, you were so incredibly supportive to me. And I think this is quite an important part of our conversation because when I was struggling when Chloe was first born, you get so much information about how you should and shouldn't do things. And I remember you came into me and I was like, I can't sleep. She's keeping me awake. And you were like, don't worry, just do this. It's okay. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You need to make sure that you're looking after yourself so that you can then look after your baby. And you just gave me some fantastic advice and support. And you, you know, you've been such a great friend through that process and I think that's quite relevant to what we're going to talk about today because I've certainly struggled with mental health like post baby and hormones we talk a lot about hormones on this podcast as well let's kind of dig into menopause as I've spoken about physical symptoms of perimenopause maybe you could share a little bit about like your journey with it your experience with it let's just kind of like rip the band-aid off shall we (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm 45. And so when we talk about menopause, you would class me as the younger end of the spectrum. However, when I was about 43, 42, 43, I started suffering from night sweats. So I contacted my doctor, bloods were taken, and everything came back normal. So I sort of put it to one side and just put it down to heat within my cycle. And that continued for a the next few years then it was last year out of nowhere my periods just suddenly stopped and I started suffering from anxiety now I'm not normally an anxious person there were no external triggers I was almost digging to find an external trigger because things that things that were easy normally like what to wear in the morning um, what to cook for dinner, what to put on the online shop, suddenly became really, really difficult decisions for me, which was completely out of character. Yeah, um, and you're talk- you're a super organised person, aren't you? I mean, if you go into Lindsay's house, she is like the chief meal planner. So <laughs> for you to sort of struggle of like, you know, what we're going to eat and what's going to go on the shop is a is quite a big thing for you, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think that's one of the key things from this. At the time, I had absolutely no idea what was happening. But what I've since learned is this type of anxiety, if it's things that you would normally find easy, and suddenly you don't, something else could be going on. It's not necessarily a mental health issue. But unfortunately, that's what we thought I was suffering from. Yeah. I was suffering from anxiety which led to depression yeah and it's really interesting because you said about how if we rewind to sort of when you started having those those night sweats I mean that's something I I have had occasionally at the moment and I'm 42 and you went to your doctors and you had 
your blood's done didn't you and it sort of came back like normal so yeah what they tend to do um certainly over here in, in England when you go to the GP you have your um FSH which is follicle stimulating hormone levels tested now this is it's not a particularly um accurate blood test you can be perimenopausal menopausal and your bloods could still show quite a normal rate which again at the time I didn't realize ideally you need to take, have this blood test taken several times across your cycle but I just had it taken once and actually even on my most recent bloods it still came up as normal so I think maybe we need to be looking at separating exactly what our estrogen levels are what our progesterone levels are and our testosterone yeah unfortunately that doesn't seem to be tested regularly yeah and because ultimately we're talking about a point in our in our body where our hormones are changing isn't it so we're looking for like estrogen levels dropping I talk about cycles thinking on this podcast quite a lot and trying to if you have got an understanding of your cycle then that certainly helps because you're going to sort of notice changes and things like that but I think really you know we're sort of looking out for perhaps these initial signs that something's not quite so quite quite right but these those things and I think what you said about you know the things that you would find normal like meal planning like going out and I think you mentioned like driving in the dark or something or seeing your friends yeah, and that was yeah that wasn't for me but I've since found out that's a really common one for women that suddenly they don't want to go out and drive in the dark or they may, the job that they've been doing for maybe 20 years, suddenly the tasks within that, that job seem really overwhelming, yet they've been doing it for 20 years and suddenly start thinking, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't I cope with that? And start blaming themselves. Mm. And these, But again, these are the symptoms that are really difficult to put together and start thinking, could this be a hormonal issue? Yeah. I think people just put it down to being either a mental health issue or simply that they've got too much on their plate yeah. and can't cope. Yeah, which is normal for women, isn't it? Because we're like juggling jobs and children and running a home and all of the things and life Absolutely. is quite stressful. So it's sort of trying, you know, it's really easy, I guess, to put these sort of things down to just general life stress. Yeah, and I think that was it with me last year even though this anxiety came from nowhere, I started thinking, well, maybe, maybe it's just, I can't cope with certain things right now. Um, even though it really did feel biochemical, but I, you know, we, we got in touch with medical professionals who were very much, this is a mental health disorder and that's the avenue it, it started to go down. I mean, obviously you've got a background because you've worked in the medical field. Was it something that you knew much about? Absolutely not. I had absolutely no idea that this could be a hormonal problem. Um, my husband's a GP. He did have a gut feeling that something was wrong hormonally, but my symptoms deteriorated so rapidly that there wasn't even time to start joining the dots. I went from being quite anxious in probably we worked out would have been about June time last year throughout June and July it just rapidly went down and during the month of July I was virtually not functioning I couldn't cope with anything I couldn't, and suddenly then I couldn't drive at all I just I couldn't talk to my own children 
I started to feel extremely numb. I had no emotion. I couldn't feel love. I couldn't love anything. Nature and my animals, my dogs that are normally everything to me, I have zero interest in. And it got to a point that we had to get crisis mental health teams involved. And by the beginning of August, it was it was arranged that I had to be sectioned under the Mental Health Act. And were they still very much thinking that this was a anxiety depression issue and not a hormone related one? Yeah, I did have one mental health nurse who did say this, you know, this is really unusual. You've gone down so fast. Maybe something is going on hormonally. However, because I was 45, it really just got sort of brushed under the carpet and treated purely as a mental health issue and I think because I'd gone down so seriously to the point I didn't want to shower I didn't want to eat my weight dropped the priority at that point I guess was and I felt I was starting to feel suicidal was to get me in a place where they considered me safer and and that's why I'd be put in a mental health facility and were you giving were they giving you um like medication for mental health so like antidepressants yeah, they started me actually on quite a high dose straight away over the space. And I think once the anxiety started, probably in June, so I would have been on them for nearly two months, really. Um, but then a new ones started being added in because my symptoms went really quite severe. And it's all a bit of a blur, to be honest, but I just know that I must have had at least two or three different types of antidepressant. And then I was admitted still under that those particular medications they obviously weren't really changing things and did did anyone because I think you mentioned your husband sort of had a bit of a gut feeling about the hormones like was that something that he was sort of still felt was was in play potentially for you yeah very much so but unfortunately once I'd entered the sort of mental health umbrella if you like I almost got pigeonholed into having a mental health disorder so they were very much wanting to pin a diagnosis on me. It was discussed that I could possibly be bipolar, even though I'd never suffered from any mental health illnesses throughout any point of my life. Suddenly, because this was so severe, they almost wanted to put a diagnosis on me. Um, my husband really was sort of campaigning in the background, saying, look, I need you need to check our hormones again. Something's not right. And I was begging them, saying, look, something's really wrong. Something has gone wrong in my brain. This is not me. And I really felt like I was a different person. It was absolutely terrifying. But they were very much focusing on this, on a mental health disorder and said that it was quite standard anxiety and depression. And then because the antidepressants weren't working and because I felt suicidal, they decided to try me with electroshock therapy. And then uh, I had nine sessions of that, which again, did absolutely nothing. And if you were like struggling with depression, you would see some sort of impact of that therapy, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, people hear um, ECT um, and think it's something that's not done anymore. I think people think with electroshock, they feel it's quite barbaric. But actually, I think it's just people aren't aware that it does have really, really good evidence for severe mental health illnesses and there's some amazing results for people who have had it so I wasn't against having it at all because I was desperate to find something to help me but yeah by nine sessions you would absolutely hope to see a 
the difference in a patient, which just wasn't happening with me. However, my psychiatrist just wasn't really prepared to accept that it could be something different. And they just wanted to keep up in my medication. And at that point, thinking, oh, we'll just carry on with more, more of this therapy. Mm. And do you think like that wanting to kind of give you a, a diagnosis of, of mental health, do you think that was because it was something that they felt they knew more about and maybe they don't know enough about like women's health and the biochemistry that's going on in our bodies. Absolutely. Um, and since since my recovery, speaking to psychiatrists about hormones, they seem very, their knowledge seems very, very limited. A lot of people in that profession seem to be male, not that I'm having a go at men. However, there it seems to be an element of uneducated about women's hormones I mean when we look at hormone profiles across teenagers women in pregnancy you know hormones do affect so many things yet suddenly why when women are approaching 40s 50s does this suddenly just almost get forgotten about as if we're a category of of people that maybe don't matter as much yeah and I, I mean, that's really common, isn't it? When you think about, and I've spoken about this on the podcast before, about how we learn about our menstrual cycles and that sort of thing. When I remember my first time learning about the reason why I would have a period was taught to me by a science teacher in a science lab with a textbook. You know, we we really aren't given the information that we need from a young age to sort of really understand what's going on in our bodies and you know from a health and fitness perspective like so many workouts and um so many health and fitness studies are done on men and the reason it's all done on men is because their hormones are consistent and ours aren't but there does there seems to be like such a big like disconnect between this understanding that women are you know struggling hormonally and seeing like a, there's a definite pattern isn't there between women who go into their 40s and 50s who leave their jobs whose marriages break down and that sort of thing but we're not kind of like joining the dots properly yet are we absolutely um like I say people's relationships breaking down really common in women around 40s and 50s leaving jobs suddenly um and people put it down to like empty nest syndrome and people wanted to change their lives but I think they're missing the bigger picture and like you say the dots just don't seem to be getting joined together hormones can have such a massive impact on women and everyone around them but if people aren't understanding that impact then how can anyone really deal with them please as I said at the beginning of the show if you could take a moment just to share this podcast with one other person that is gonna be hugely impactful because this is information that women need. You've heard from Lindsay who has a medical background. Her husband is a GP. There is not enough information out there about women and menopause. So please take a moment, share this episode in your social media, share it with a friend, send them a text message. Let's just get the word out and help to empower other women. I hope you loved today's episode and that you learned something and I pray it blessed you in some way. 
If so, take a moment to share this with a friend and I would love it if you could take just 30 seconds for me to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it's the only way I know you like the show and I love hearing from you too.
Okay, so I pause the conversation there because I want to break this episode into two parts. And the reason I want to do that is because it's quite heavy, it's quite emotional, there's a lot of information and I really want you to take some time to reflect on what you've heard. Is this something that is impacting you right now? Maybe this is a conversation that you have had with a friend. Maybe it's impacting somebody in your family. And as I said at the start of the episode, the biggest thank you that you can give Lindsay is actually to share this podcast episode with somebody in your network, whether that's your sister, your sister-in-law, your friend, a colleague at work, post it on your social media, because the more people that have this information, the more empowered more women are going to be. And potentially you sharing this could really change somebody's life for the better. So please take a moment, do what you can to share this episode. Make sure you come back for part two as we carry on this really important and impactful conversation regarding menopause and mental health.